What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Giandoletti Jr. If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And oh man, guys, it let's just say this is one of those days making a podcast that's not easy, right? I was procrastinating the crap out of making this episode to just be completely transparent. Um, because not only did the Dolphins lose on Sunday against the Titans, not only did we not play well in basically every facet of the game, um, not only did we get destroyed, right, 34-3, and we're eliminated from the playoffs now, but we lost to Ryan Tannehill. And like I talked about on the podcast, I firmly believed that we could and we would win this game because I talked about, I mean, here's the thing. Let me preface with this. I made the podcast on Wednesday of last week, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday. And I I think it was actually Thursday. I made the podcast on Thursday. And the day after I made the podcast on Friday, and this is on me, lesson learned, I made the podcast and the day after I went on the Weather Channel because we were getting a cold front here in Oklahoma City. And so I went on the Weather Channel and I looked up Nashville, Tennessee, which is where the Titans play. And I looked at the weather forecast and the weather forecast at the time, which happened to play out exactly how it looked at the time. It called for mid 30 degrees with the wind chill, windy day up to 16 miles an hour and a wintry mix, a wintry snowy mix. And that's exactly how the game played out. And when I saw the weather forecast for that day, I went on Twitter and I said, the weather is going to be an issue on this on, on Sunday. Okay. And I got a lot of hate for saying that there were people that commented on my post saying, um, you know, both teams have to play in the weather. It's no excuse. Last time I checked, don't, don't, you know, don't the Titans also have to play in this weather. And I didn't understand the sarcasm with that because here's the thing, and this is why I said it was going to be an issue and it ended up being an issue. The Dolphins are not built to play late January or late December, early January style games in in, in any conference, AFC or NFC. And the reason for that is because when you play games late in the year, you have to typically have one of two things. You can't have either. But typically, if you have one of these things, you're good. You have to either have a quarterback who has a godlike arm, who can throw any type of pass, no matter the weather, their, their arms just built differently. That would be the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, the Justin Herberts, the Aaron Rodgers, those type of players to where they just have an incredibly powerful arm to where no matter the weather, you know it's not going to take a toll on them. Okay, if you don't have one of those quarterbacks, you better have a strong run game because in those types of games where it's cold, it's wet, it's rainy, possibly snowy, if you can run the football and gain first downs, and take the ball out of your quarterback's hands, not because the quarterback is not necessarily good, but because the quarterback 
in those types of conditions would struggle or have a fumble like Tua had when he cocked his arm back and it slipped out of his hand. If you cannot run the football in those cold weather, rainy games, you're kind of screwed. Okay. And the reality is that the Dolphins went into Sunday's game with neither of those things. Okay. Tua does not have the strongest arm in the NFL. He's not a Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type of guy where he can just sling it around the field with his arm, okay? He's a Drew Brees type of quarterback. His arm's powerful enough to make, you know, 50-plus yard throws, but he relies on anticipation because he doesn't have enough arm to just fit it into tight windows last minute like one of those quarterbacks I just mentioned. He can make a 20-yard out route, but he anticipates it because he doesn't have that type of arm to throw it there if he's maybe a little bit behind schedule. So not only did you not have do you not have a quarterback who's built for those cold weather rainy games, you also do not have a run game, okay? Your offensive line, we've talked about it, it's putrid. Okay, it's the worst in the NFL by a long shot. Your running game, which I can't even say was a problem in this game because it wasn't the lack of ability to run, it was the lack of, of of effort of running. Like, they just didn't try to run, okay? Duke Johnson had two 16-yard rushes in a row. Literally took us from, or, or not two 16-yard rushes, but he had two rushes in a row that brought us from the 25-yard line to midfield. And then after that, he was not on the field anymore. Right There was a drive where we started at our own one-yard line, and Miles Gaskin came in. Okay, It's stuff like that that when you combine the fact that you don't have a plan running the ball-wise in the rain, and you combine the fact that your quarterback is not built to play those types of games... And when I say play those types of games, I mean throw 40-plus yard passes. Obviously, any quarterback can play in the snow or the cold, but how much you rely on that quarterback in those games affects what you know affects that. You don't have either. You don't have a running game, and you don't have one of those type of quarterbacks. And so when I saw that weather forecast, again, people may have laughed or you know gotten on me because they thought I was trying to say that the Dolphins were at a disadvantage, which they were. But that's the reality of the situation. And while both teams have to play in that weather, one team is from sunny Florida, which yes, it rains there, but there's a difference. Again, if you've never lived in a cold weather state, if you're listening to this and you live in Florida, it's hard for you to understand this. But if you live in a cold place, which I lived in New Jersey, I've lived in Texas and Oklahoma, which it actually gets surprisingly cold there. If you've ever lived in a cold place where it gets really cold in the winter and you've ever experienced cold rain where it's kind of like slushy and a mix, it's miserable, okay? And so, yes, I understand that the Dolphins play in rain in Florida because it rains a lot in Miami, but they're not used to playing in in 40 below rain, wintry mix games. And on top of that, you are going against a team in Tennessee who literally is built for that type of game. They are a team where their quarterback has a pretty strong arm. Ryan Tannehill does have a strong arm. That's like one of the only like bright spots about him as a quarterback. He has a strong arm. And they are built to run the football. They have a very good offensive line. 
and they have a stable of running backs. Now, I didn't think they would have as much success running the football on us as they did, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that they had a game plan designed for the weather. They were run heavy. So, of course, the more chances you have to run, the more opportunities you are going to have to break through, especially when the other team's offense is doing nothing. So the defense is on the field the whole time. Okay. So this game, again, when I saw that weather forecast, I was like, this is not looking good. This is not the type of game you want the Miami Dolphins to play. We saw it last year. Okay. We saw this last year, week 17 against the Bills. Cold weather game. Can't run the football. Going against the Bills, who have a very strong arm quarterback. They couldn't run the football that well, but it didn't matter. Because again, you just have to have one of those two things. And we got our asses whooped, okay? And this is what happened in this game. So with that being said, okay, because I I do have to admit I was wrong. I really did not want to come on the podcast and say the Titans won. I didn't want to say we lost to Ryan Tannehill. And I didn't believe that we would lose. I really thought we would win. But again, then I looked at that weather forecast and I was like, crap. (laughs) Like, we're screwed. Especially, like considering that again like we're, we're we're just not built to play these types of games not only do I hate playing or I hate when teams have to play in rainy games because I know it affects the game plan but on top of that especially the Dolphins are definitely not built to play that type of game okay so with that being said because again I had to you know I had to admit like I was wrong about the game completely wrong couldn't have been more wrong we need to really talk about something that is not easy to talk about for me at least, because like I could have easily come on right now and I could have gone through every single player or position group that didn't play well. But the reality is this. No one really on the team played well except the cornerbacks and safeties, right? The defensive line got owned at the line of scrimmage the whole game. Our linebackers were not good. Run game was pretty good with Duke Johnson. We just abandoned it. But aside from him, everyone else was subpar. Offensive line, still the worst in the NFL. And the wide receivers, aside from Jalen Waddle, can't get open. Okay? But we know that already. Okay? For me to come on the podcast and talk to you guys about stuff we already know would be depressing to you, depressing to me, and also it would just be stuff that we've already heard. There, there's no point in talking about it. It's redundant. Okay? It's beating a beating a dead horse. Okay, we've heard the phrase before. We've heard all of those sayings, or, or we've heard all of the the talk about how bad those groups are. But I, I again, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And if you've listened to the podcast consistently, you understand that this is hard for me because I have been one of the, I would I'd like to say healthiest. <laughs> I've been one of the healthiest, just consistently supportive podcasters and YouTube or content creators for the Dolphins of Tua Tungavailoa. Okay, I think consistently, again, have I criticized him? Yeah, I've criticized him in games. I've criticized him after last season, but I've been basically like by his side since he became a Dolphin. I've given all the reasons why I think he can succeed, why his... NFL career so far has not looked good. I have supported him. I've told people they should support him. I've been 
you know, behind him the whole entire way. I, I've had his back the whole entire way through his NFL career. But if I don't stay honest with how I feel and let you guys know honestly how I feel in a respectful way to where it's not just me crapping on a player or being very disrespectful, I think that's that's not good. Like, it's good for me to be honest, be respectful, and just let you guys know how I feel because if I just lie on here, what's the point of making a podcast, right? It's to let you guys know honestly how I feel and you can take with it what you want. After watching that game against the Titans, I just sat there thinking to myself, we, we, we don't have the quarterback, okay? And here's why I say that, okay? And it's not easy for me to say. It's actually really hard. Like, it's hard for me to realize that we most likely, again, like I'm 95% certain, at least in Miami, Okay, let's not talk about his NFL career because we did that with Tannehill. And we were like, well, look what he did in, in you know, on this other team. Well, yeah, he got Derrick Henry when he went there. So, like, I'm just saying realistically based off of the philosophy of our team and how things have gone, he's he, it's he's not the quarterback here for the Dolphins. And, in fact, I got a, a, a strong statement from a text um, with a, a person that, you know, I, I was talking to with the Xavier Howard stuff with – the coaching stuff with the Deshaun Watson stuff that said, I'm hearing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but just prepare yourself. Tua is done here in Miami. And again, this is someone that I get a lot of info from has basically, again, the only time they've ever kind of not been right was with the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, And even in that, they weren't wrong. They just said they think it'll happen. They're pretty sure it will happen, and it came close to happening, but it didn't. But with everything else, they've pretty much been right, and this is a person that supports the heck out of Tua, and he said, prepare yourself, Tua is done in Miami. Um, So, like, it's not easy for me to talk about it because I really like Tua. I support him. I always have. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that. But the reality is... I don't understand how you watch that game on Sunday and not realize that we don't have the guy, okay? Because let's let's take away like just the horrible game plan because that's not his fault. Let's take away like again the fumble where he cocked his arm back and it slipped out of his hand. Again, I I don't I'm not like looking at that and saying God, look how bad two is. Like it's a wet ball. I've seen it happen to Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger. I've seen it happen to Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Like that happens to players all the time. Doesn't matter about how big you are or your hands or anything like that. Okay. But again, just my eye test and how the game watching him made me feel is the same feeling that I got from Ryan Tanhill or the same feeling I get when I watch any just average quarterback, which is like, there were so many times in that game where I just sat there and I was like, I can't even defend that. Right? Like we're at the one yard line Tua almost gets sacked in the end zone. He escapes it because he has good pocket presence and he can't even throw a seven yard pass on the move to the left, which is his good side. He's on the move to the left and he tries to throw a seven yard pass to Matt Collins And it falls short about like two yards. 
Okay, or maybe it was like a 10-yard pass. But point is, it, it wasn't far. It was at most 10 yards, and it fell to the ground about three to four yards in front of Mac Hollins because it just had no velocity to it. Okay, that happened a couple of times in the game. There was a couple times where, you know, like, yeah, he threw this beautiful 50-yard pass to Jalen Waddle, which was awesome. And that's why I say, like, arm strength is not about how far you can throw it. Because Tua can throw it like 50 yards. Like if you don't think Tua can throw a ball 50 yards, then you you don't know football. He, he can easily throw a ball 50 yards. But the issue is when he plants himself on a back foot and he's trying to throw a pass to Jalen Waddle on a deep out, he can't because his arm just physically, that's not what he's good at. That's not his strength. Okay. And there was stuff like that where I was like, man. This team has so much to do to build around Tua for me to feel confident that he's the type of guy that can lead us to a Super Bowl, okay? Because Tua can go to a Super Bowl, okay? He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. Tua can go to a Super Bowl. But in order to do that, like the Dolphins are going to have to do so much, okay? And the reality is this. They've had three years to fix the offensive line get wide receivers that are healthy, get running backs, and they haven't, okay? On top of that, your coach is not only a defensive-minded head coach, but he never wanted to in the first place. He's looking for any opportunity to get rid of him, and he can't hire an offensive coach worth a crap, okay? So when I look at all the things that the Dolphins would have to do in order to build around Tua and play to his strengths, I mean, it's like we need to get a really good running back, We need to fix every single offensive lineman except Robert Hunt. And we need to get about two more wide receivers that can separate. And when I think about all that, it's like, man, that's a lot. And yes, if you do those things, Tua will be successful. But number one, do I think the organization can do it? And do I think they will do it? And the answer to that is no. I don't believe that this organization is good enough to do all of those things required in one off season, nor do I think they will. Because again, they've wanted Deshaun Watson. That's real. The coach wanted Justin Herbert. That's real. Okay. Whether you want to accept it or not. And you're starting to see it. Okay. You're starting to see like, again, the Dolphins had no game plan for the rain. Why? Because let me just say this. If your if if your coach doesn't really want you to succeed in the first place because he's looking for any opportunity to move on from you, yeah, like he's gonna go into the game saying, yeah, let's let's have Tua go out there, let him prove to me that he's good enough. So we're gonna go out in this game. We're gonna ask Tua to throw it a bunch, and if he doesn't, he looks bad. Now we get to move off of him. If he looks good, he proved me wrong, and hey, we won the game, and we stick with Tua, or we move off him, whatever. Okay, so like I don't trust that the organization will or wants to do all of the things necessary to build around Tua. And on top of that, like, I don't know if me as a fan can handle that. And what I mean by that is like, again, what I talked about, the amount of things needed to fix this offense to build it around Tua's strengths is not able to be done in one off season. I understand you have a lot of cap space. I understand you have draft capital, 
but you don't have enough to literally, again, this offense with Tua needs, again, two wide receivers, four offensive linemen, that's six right there, and a good running back. That's seven players that they need to have. All of them need to be, again, able to either separate or be phenomenal blockers or a phenomenal running back. And you have to do it with one first round draft pick that's not super high because of the 49ers. You don't have enough cap space. Again, we have a lot, but you don't have enough to where if you want to build a quality offensive line, most of it's just going to go to that. You don't have enough to fix it all in one offseason. Okay. And I don't know if I want to. And, and then you haven't even gotten to the defensive side of the ball where we need linebackers because they're putrid. Okay. So all of that is what you would need to do. And I don't think they can or will do it in one off season. So the reality is I'm watching this game and I'm thinking to myself, we're going to have another quarterback. Like he's not playing well. And again, I'm sorry. I understand it's a rain game. But when the Titan, the Titans didn't ask Ryan Tannehill to do a lot. They didn't ask him to do a lot at all. But when they did, he executed it flawlessly. And the Dolphins, again, when they asked Tua to complete just a, a, a 10-yard pass to Mac Collins, he throws the ball on the ground at, at seven yards, four yards before Mac Collins, okay? Three to four yards before where he is. So I'm not saying, like, look at Ryan Tannehill and how amazing he is versus Tua. They didn't ask him to do a lot, but there are certain things where, yeah, the game plan was busted against the Titans, but there were certain things where I'm like, even though the game plan was busted, Tua should have been able to do much more than what he did, and he didn't, and this happened against the Buffalo Bills last year, and it's happened against the Titans this year, and on top of that, he's played poorly the last three games. Right against the Jets, Saints, and Titans. And if it weren't for the last pass against the Titans in garbage time, he wouldn't have eclipsed 200 yards for three games straight. And in 2021, that's crazy. Okay, you should at least be averaging 230 to 250 per game. And if you're not, again, I don't care the game plan because the game plan against the Titans should have been run the ball a lot. But again, what do you? what's your argument against the Saints or your argument against the Jets? Like in the last three games, he has close to or under 600 yards passing total. That's ridiculous. Okay. And on top of that, again, for people like me who have supported him, because that's really what this podcast episode is for. It's not me scolding two supporters because I've been one of them. But like on top of that, I can't even use the one valid excuse I've used, which is, Tua has no help around him, offensive line, running back, wide receiver wise. Because, and this may shock some people, it shocked me when I saw it. Did you know that in his first 20 starts, Gardner Minshew has more yards, touchdowns, and less interceptions and fumble turnovers than Tua Tungavailoa? In his first 20 starts. And Gardner Minshew, for those that don't remember, He played for the Jacksonville Jaguars for a majority of those 20 starts. Basically all of them except one. Okay. So the notion that like Tua needs all of this to have more success. Yes. To reach his potential, he needs to have more than that. But that's the argument for any quarterback. 
build around your quarterback as much as possible, the better they will be. But Garner Minshew on literally the worst team in the NFL last year and this year in his first 20 starts has more touchdowns, yards, and less interceptions and turnovers than Tua. There's no excuse for that. And Garner Minshew's a backup right now. Okay? So if if there's like a line to compare it to, Garner Minshew's a backup right now. So... You know, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to realize that, but that's the realization I've come to. Do I want Tua to succeed? Of course. Of course I want Tua to succeed. Will it be here? Probably not. Because again, I trust the person who told me what they told me. Tua is not going to be here next year. Okay? He's gone. It's over. Done. He didn't tell me if that means Deshaun Watson's coming here, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, someone in the draft. I have no idea. But... This is probably on Sunday, the last game you'll see to a Tungo Vailoa play for the Dolphins. So enjoy it. Okay. Now, with that being said, again, like, you know, that gets on the bigger conversation of like, does that mean I want Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Here's what I will say. I'm tired of, as a fan, having to like defend a quarterback as if they are the only reason I'm a fan. I'm a Dolphin fan. Okay, and I can't stress that enough. I am a Miami Dolphins fan. And when the team I love and spend a lot of time in my life either talking about, researching into, or watching, when I see that we keep getting held back year in and year out by quarterback play, it's upsetting to me. And so, yes, I love and support Tua Tungvaluwa 100%. I was the same way with Ryan Tannehill. But it gets to a point where you need to realize as a fan, you're a Dolphin fan, not a quarterback's fan. Okay? And so, I, I, I honestly, again, I don't care if Tua is here at this point. I don't. Because the reality is, yes, the more we build around Tua, the better he's going to be. But he should be better than this right now with what he has. And so, like, do I want Aaron Rodgers or do I want Deshaun Watson or or Russell Wilson? Hell yes. That's not even a question. Now, here's the thing. Disclaimer with Deshaun Watson. If the allegations are true, I don't. I don't want him. Of course I don't. Right? Because if, if he is going to prison or something like that, of course I don't want him. But we're talking about on the field quarterback play. I think if you're a Dolphin fan and you don't want one of those three quarterbacks, it doesn't have to be all of them, but just one of them, something's wrong. Because with those types of quarterbacks, again, you'll hear the argument, well, if you get those types of quarterbacks, you won't need to build or you won't be able to build around them as much. Number one, that's really what all teams do. Elite quarterbacks mask other problems on the team, right? The Bills don't have a running game. They have Josh Allen, though, so it's fine. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, if he wasn't on the Packers, they wouldn't even reach 500 probably. They're that incompetent in basically every area except quarterback, offensive line, and wide receiver. Okay, that's what elite quarterbacks do. They mask other deficiencies you have. But let's not act like all other teams who have elite quarterbacks don't face that same issue. Of course, If you have an elite quarterback and you have to pay them a lot of money, you can't build around them as much, but, but you have an elite quarterback. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's the point we're missing. Like, here's the thing, whatever you can build around an elite quarterback, 
is going to be better than all the stuff you can build around a average quarterback. And I give you the example of, uh, example of Baker Mayfield with the Browns. Look at, I don't want to be the Browns. The Browns, it's a shame because the Browns roster is a top five NFL roster, maybe even top three, maybe even the best. But because they don't have a quarterback, they are held back. They gave him an offensive line, the best in football. They gave him the best running back in football when Derrick Henry's not on the field and Nick Chubb. And his wide receiving core is perfectly good enough. His defense is phenomenal. It doesn't matter because he himself is average. So I don't want that to be the Dolphins. I don't want it to be where like we're wasting two more years accumulating draft capital and building a better offensive line and a running back and a wide receiver all for it not to matter because the quarterback is the issue. Okay. I want us to build around whatever quarterback is here. And if we get Deshaun or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, we need to build around them. Of course, we need a better offensive line regardless. We need a running back regardless. But any amount that they are able to do, say the Dolphins give up this year's first and their first next year for Deshaun, three first round picks and maybe two players. Whatever they are able to do with that leftover cap space and draft capital for Deshaun is better than all that they would be able to do with a non-elite quarterback. Same thing goes with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. If you build around an elite quarterback, like like here, like that's 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 where I have an issue is people assume like if you get an elite quarterback, we're not going to build around him and it's not going to be as good as Tua if we build around him. Well, let's get the elite quarterback and build around him, right? The Chiefs had to do it. The Bills have to do it. The Packers had to do it with Aaron Rodgers. The Bucks right now, look what they're doing with Tom Brady. Like every team, if you have an elite quarterback, it's finding a balance of how to build around that elite quarterback without as much money to pay those players or as much draft capital to, to, you know, draft young players. That's the, that's the battle that every team goes through. Okay. And so I've gotten to that point where again, I'm a dolphin fan. And so I've seen, I, I've seen two now, two really, really important games where like we haven't, we haven't had success mainly because of our quarterback, just to be completely honest. And you know, again, if we have Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson on this exact roster right now, yes, they're still going to be really good because Deshaun Watson was really, really good on a bad roster last year. Even though he went four and twelve, he was still very, very good. But again, that's why you build around your quarterback. But it's not like, oh, if we get Deshaun Watson, we don't need to build around him now. No, if you get to Sean Watson, you still need to build an offensive line. You still need to get a running back and wide receivers. But I can promise you, whatever you build around him, he or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson will be able to do more with it than Tua. And that's just the reality. I don't I don't need to see any more football to understand that. That's just the reality. Tua can have success, and he probably will wherever he goes. But regardless... Any amount you give one of those three quarterbacks, they will be able to do more with it than what our current quarterback will. Okay. 
And so, like, yeah, hopefully Deshaun Watson isn't a criminal because that, that would be horrible in general. But like, yeah, if Deshaun Watson's criminal investigations are cleared, which I think they will be by the time free agency hits, I'm not worried about other teams being interested in him because the Texans need to get rid of him for cap reasons and he only wants to come to the Dolphins and we're the only team who showed him loyalty. So he still definitely wants to come here. Um, If we want him, we will get him. And yeah, if the civil lawsuits aren't an issue and they're cleared and everything's good to go, you could bet your ass we better do that. Because, you know, again, having an elite quarterback doesn't fix a lot of your issues, but it's like having money. Like they say, money doesn't, money isn't everything. You're right, but it helps, right? Having an elite quarterback doesn't fix everything, but guess what? It helps. What are you going to say? The Dolphins have a top five defense right now. A lot of them are young players. If you get a quarterback with that young defense, that's already better than what he had in Houston or what Aaron Rodgers has or Russell Wilson. You still have cap space to get some better offensive linemen. And then you're you're not giving up all your draft capital, right? So like, yeah, if the Dolphins can get a Deshaun or an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, it's not like it's not bad. And I don't understand why anyone in their right mind can think getting a top five quarterback, because both those guys are top five, all three of them are top five, top seven at worst. All three of those guys are top seven quarterbacks. I don't understand how you can look at it in any situation, building around them, whatever it is, and say having a top seven quarterback on our team is a bad thing. It's a phenomenal thing. We just have to hope that whatever happens with Deshaun gets cleared and that it isn't true, because then I definitely don't want him on the team. But again, that's the situation. Um, And that's the realization I came to after the Titans game. And again, that doesn't mean that I don't want Tua to succeed. It doesn't mean I hate Tua. doesn't mean that at all. I want him to succeed. I think he's probably the greatest person in the NFL as far as a person. He's a phenomenal person and everything. And I support him. And that's hard for me to say all of this because I do support him. But that's just how I feel. And that's the reality of really what my eyes tell me when I watch the games. So that's it for the podcast. Again, we lost to the Titans. We're out of the playoffs. I'll cover the game against the Patriots. I'm probably not going to do a pre-video to the Patriots because what does it matter if we win or lose? Um, so I'll probably just do a podcast recapping the end of the season next week, and we'll go from there. We're about to head into the offseason. It's going to be a wild offseason. Um with coaching changes, player personnel changes, it's going to be a wild off season. I think you're going to see a lot of turnover in this organization. I don't know what it will look like, if it will be crazy turnaround or just like a lot of different players and coaches leaving. But I think this off season is going to be a wild one for this team, right? So just buckle in, enjoy the last game of the season. Again, I'm I'm I feel very confident in, in my source who's telling me this is to his last game in Miami. So enjoy it. I will. Um, and hopefully we can just beat the Pats because who doesn't want to beat the Pats, right? Anyway, that's it for the podcast today, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay safe. Fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking.
Chuck is too good for us with a Miami Dolphin.